In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew. It's time. That's right. In the lab time. Drew Doherty with my good pal, John Harris. John, we're getting ready for the Bears. Bears. We got to talk about the Bears. And before we do, uh, our good friend, Tyler Marcotte, who's a producer here, an Emmy Award winning producer. Mm -hmm. He texted me yesterday. He said, hey, which Bears do you want to talk about for, for extra points? Texans Extra Points, the TV show you can watch every Saturday night. On ABC 13 KTRK at 11-ish, mm-hmm. 10.35-ish. It's basically after the game and after the news. So it's sort of it's a, a fluid time slot. You can also watch it on YouTube, too. But anyways, he asked which Bears I wanted to talk about. And I can't give him a straight answer. I have to mess with him. Like, he's mm-hmm. it's just, that's part of the, the dynamic. And I said Grizzlies, <laughs> Kodiaks, Winnie the, Winnie the Pooh, and <laughs> I can't remember the third bear, but yeah. I, uh, I I did that to him, and he didn't he didn't appreciate it really. No, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure at that point because Grizzly Adams means nothing to him. No, no. I mean Grizzly Adams. I mean it's that was that was barely me when I was younger. But yeah, it it's an interesting point you bring up. Because, I was just talking like Grizzlies yeah, in yeah, general, yeah. not not that character. I was talking about yeah. the species. I got you. Yeah. Um, I would have probably gone Kodiak, but <laughs> or Black Bear. You know, we were in West Virginia. We saw I didn't. One. I didn't really know this but we were up in the hills and of west virginia when we were at the greenbrier and there was bear watching and i didn't really think i don't know i i never really paid attention to where bears really are going to be but we were driving up to the top of the mountain for something and our bus driver just hit the brakes and i was sitting at the back at the time but i'm like what the heck it's like i'm gonna sit the seat in front of me like what's he doing oh he's my bear like what bear yeah well then about a week later, we were driving up to the top of the mountain to go play basketball up the summit, and we did the same thing. We were pulling around a corner, and I think Jay was driving. Jay pulls around, and all of a sudden comes to a halt. We look, and there's a there's a bear. We all got our phones out. We're going to record it. Anyways, it, bear took off. But we, I saw probably four or five bears in, during our two stints up in West Virginia. So we're going to see a bunch of them in Chicago. And you bring up an interesting question, Drew, and that is, who are the bears? But wait, because, but wait, before we do, right. I totally forgot about this. On that same trip in West Virginia, uh-huh. Tyler Marcott, this guy that we're talking about, <laughs> had this famous, famous reaction to seeing a bear. That's true. Which uh, it was caught on Twitter, and this is what he said. The bear. Oh. All right, now that we got that out of the way, yeah. we love Tyler. We love messing with him. But uh-huh. uh, you were talking about who the bears are. They've got a new quarterback. Mm-hmm. I say new. He's just young. He's not second new. year quarterback. Yeah, yeah. It, it, this is his second year. Jim McMahon. He is not. No. But this kid can play, and mm-hmm. the growth process is happening. And we're familiar with growth processes around here. Seen it with Davis Mills. Mm-hmm. Saw it with the guy before him. We've seen it, you know, over the years here. But to finish up. We're about to finish up on there. On the, yeah, I mean, I think, are. I think people do know Justin Fields. You know, he's a first-round pick in 2021. That name is familiar. He played at the Ohio State University. I think we're obligated to say that. Maybe not. I don't know. Either way. I will never, ever use the, okay. the ever. Yeah, the. Anyways, he's made some strides. I, I don't think there's any question about that. And, like, I think you put it perfectly. He's in the process of becoming a, a good young quarterback in this league. 
But I think a lot of people don't really know the rest of the Bears line. I'm like, wait. They can run the ball, man. Who's with the Bears? They can run the ball. That's the guy. That's the guy on offense, David Montgomery. Now, receiver Darnell Mooney is one of the more exciting receivers. I mean, he's... He's kind of, if you shrunk Nico and gave him Brandon Cook's speed, mm-hmm. that's kind of what you have with, with Darnell Mooney, kind of give you an, an idea. He's a really quality receiver. He's the one threat on the outside. Cole Komet at tight end. I think he's a good tight end. He had a good game against us in 2020. But David Montgomery killed us. The very first run of the game in 2020, he goes to the house 80 yards. And the Texans were almost dead on arrival because that, of that. I mean, done. That, that day was awful. The whole that was day was awful. done. You were kind of thinking, well, maybe they might make a run in December, and that, that nope. got snuffed out early on. Because they had played well the week before against Indianapolis, but then yeah. bobbled a you know, bad snap there, costing the game at the end. And then the week after that, they played Indianapolis, and were going in to tie the game and fumble the ball at the two. Mm. So they had played well in December, just in January, and couldn't come up with any wins. But the game that they were completely and totally outclassed was in that game at Chicago. Now, in that game, uh, Mitchell Trubisky was awesome. He threw a lot of passes down. Robinson, who is an awesome receiver. Yep. Khalil Mack had a sack safety. Mm-hmm. Akeem Hicks played in that game for the Bears. Had a really solid ball game. Those guys are all gone. Those are all names say, that people that's remember. A They're all denominator. Nobody's yeah. there. None of them are there. Right. Yeah. Roquan Smith is still there at linebacker. He's a dude. Yeah. Eddie Jackson is still there at safety. And and I think even though Eddie hasn't gotten as much run because the Bears haven't been as good, he's as good a ball hawk as there is in the middle of the field. And Jalen Johnson at corner, I think, is a really, really good player. He was playing that year, I think, as a as a rookie against us in 2020. He is a really good player. So they've got some some guys in defense. Oh, and lest I forget Robert Quinn. Uh, who is one of the better edge rushers in the league, where the Bears struggle have been offensively, other than David Montgomery. David Montgomery can run the rock. They ran the rock for over 100 yards against the Packers. He killed us. 80-yard run, like you said, dead on arrival. It's a perfect way of putting it, Drew. Just rammed it right down. I mean, the hole was as big as his table. And he was like, okay, thank you very much. And then he outran everybody to the end zone. And the one thing that does worry me in some sense, Drew, is the fact that by the time you get to week three in the NFL, every team, the Knicks, the bruises, the the soreness, all that kind of stuff is maybe not completely worn off. Maybe you're not as conscious of wrapping up on tackles. Mm-hmm. In the first couple of weeks, if there has been a knock on the defense, it's maybe been that. There have been some tackles broken by a really good, thick, hard-running, fast-running back, Jonathan Taylor, Javante Williams, a compact, thick running back, same thing. Well, David Montgomery's all that. He's even compressed a little bit more at 5'9 and about 215, and he's going to make it hurt if you don't wrap him up consistently in this game. Okay. Last week, we both had cream of the crops to watch, and I would say neither of them was... Significant. I think yours was a much better choice. You had Malik Collins, but you can't really judge what a a, a guy on the interior of the defensive line because stats stats yeah. wise, what how good he was. Mine uh, was Brevin Jordan. It was kind of a quieter game for Brev. Right. Uh, he's kind of banged up too. Anyways, it was interesting because you could you could say that one of the creams of the crop was Rasheem Green, and he, it was yeah. his first game as a Texan. Now, might we see the Texans debut this week? of Tyler Johnson, the wide receiver on the other side of the ball. He's been inactive the first two weeks, kind of steadily getting back into this offense. But this could be a piece eventually, whether it's this week, next week, or so on and so forth, 
that could help this Texans team out, perhaps, right? Yeah, I think so, in that receiving core, for sure. And the receivers have have made some plays. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're – they've made some plays. You know, Nico and, and uh, Brandon both had four catches the other day. Yeah, Nico had – Nico led the team in receiving yardage. Yeah. I, I just kind of automatically assumed it was Cooks. Right. But he has those two big receptions. And, and there were – the, the th- I'm about three catches stand out that were crossers that they were able to catch and run and do something getting up the field. Yeah. That that was big. And Tyler, I think, can be that kind of guy. I don't think he, – he's not a he's not a burner like like Brandon. He's not the size of Nico. He's kind of in between. I keep trying to merge everybody today. Hmm. Um, but Tyler's got good hands. He's physical. It's a matter of learning what to do yeah, and learning how the Texans do it. And hopefully at some point we'll have an opportunity – to see him, if I were to put a spotlight on uh, anybody in this particular game. And I'm not saying he's my necessarily my cream your, of the crop. I'm just saying could get it's involved. setting up green in week two, perhaps Johnson in week three. Yeah. Perhaps in week five, we see Christian Harris. The yeah, linebacker, rookie, perhaps. Rookie perhaps linebacker. Mario Addison is a guy that I'd really like to see. I'd really like to see him. Out on the edge. I mean, he's so he's so fun to watch. He's got so he's got like a bag of tricks. I mean, he's led the Bills in sacks last year. He's like the guy that that rolls up, you know, to the blacktop basketball court and he rolls out there and you're like, "Ah, oh, you know, old man River, here he comes." And then all <laughs> of a sudden that dude is flipping passes behind his back. He's like, "Watch this." And he bounces one between his legs. He's got all these different tricks and things. And they're all effective. Fakes and everybody's three, going, the whole yeah, nonsense. y'all think it's Old Man River. And then all of a sudden you look up and he's got two sacks. He's had a tackle for a loss. And he's maybe played 20, 25 plays. So Mario Addison is somebody I think the defense definitely can use when he gets back. Christian Harris is going to be somebody this defense can use when he gets back. And hopefully that happens uh, sooner than later. But I think defensively, if you want to go to our cream of the crop, mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's got to be... I think it's got to be John Grenard. And John had the sack last week, and there's got to be more. He's got to be able to – now, I'm not saying two, three, four sacks. I mean, that's that's asking for a lot for a guy to go get a couple of sacks. But I want to see John – I want to see him take over a game, quite honestly. And about, he's got about, the ability to do that. How about this? Hit the stat buffet line. You yeah. know, J.J. Watt used to do that. He'd have oh. four or five tackles. He had every one. A sack and a half. A pass or two deflected, right? A force fumble. You know, it's like you hit all the stat lines or all the categories in the statistical uh, box score. Let's see Grenard do that. He's capable of doing that. Yes. And here's the other thing too, and why I also bring up John Grenard. And you can make him a cream of the crop choice every single week he's active. Here's another reason though why I'm doing it okay. is because it's Justin Fields. And with Justin, they're going to use him at times like a second running back with Montgomery. It's mm-hmm. almost single wing esque where they're going to run quarterback power. They're going to run zone read. And John Grenard showed in against the Colts. Yes, it was Wildcat, but he showed there are different techniques in how you can play zone read or power read, some of the things that, that Justin and his Bears offense will want to do. Now, it's not all of that, but Grenard has to play a big role in that. Those defensive ends, a lot of times, end up being unblocked. So Justin Fields reads him. Grenard's got to make his life tough. He's got to make those reads murky and cloudy, um, there are just different techniques that you can use, and I think John does a good job with all of them. You can run straight to the mesh uh, and try and just destroy the mesh. You can read 
just like a standard read. You can do a flick technique, fake like where the flick comes from, fake like you're doing this, but then do this. Um, I remember Clowney did that against Bortles back in 2015, and he got Bortles for a big tackle for a loss here. So there are just different things you can do, and I think Grenard has got to do those things against Justin Fields in particular. Okay, that's your cream of the crop. Yes. I'm going to go with Derek Stingley. Oh. The Broncos targeted Stingley early, often throughout the game. They had their victories with them, but to be fair, Stingley had his victories too. Yes, he did. Right after the touchdown that was not early on, that mm-hmm. got you know the yeah, the foot out of bounds, they go right back to you know targeting Stingley. He breaks that pass up, and right. he's we've seen already in two games this year. We've seen Stingley do things that we haven't seen a cornerback around Correct. here do, maybe since Jonathan Joseph's first few years, and even then, maybe yeah, I don't know. And I think the Bears, hey, like every coaching staff in the NFL, they've got smart guys over there, and they say, okay. There's probably some things we need to watch and not do with Stingley, but I think we can target this guy. Let's take our chances on him. But with Stingley, I think the rate of learning mm-hmm. is probably going to be a little bit more accelerated. Oh, yeah. And I think he's going to be ready. And I, 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 I think somebody's going to get their hand bit by Derek Stingley, you know, a little too soon, and that's going to not shut things down. But I think you're going to see a process of. Well, let's stay away from Stingley for a little bit. You know, yeah. I think that's going to be good for the Texans. I think that's going to happen in due time. I don't know how fast it happens, but it's going to happen in due time. I mean, that dude is an electric, smooth. Do so you think it's going to take fluid. a little bit more time than this week? No, I mean, I think he's going to show tremendous growth. Mm-hmm. But to where I think he ultimately can go, that'll, that'll take a while. Because I think he can ultimately just, his physical skills, just watching his movement skills, the, the understanding he has, his football IQ is, is really, really good. So I think he can be off the charts good. Yeah. But to just make steps, that's you can't all of a sudden go from, you know, game against Denver and all of a sudden week three, you know, greatest thing since sliced bread. I want to see see progress, but I know where he can go. I just don't think he's going to see a receiver like Cortland Sutton no, no. this week. Which no, is why no, no. I got a little bit more confidence as well, and that's one of the other No, you're right. You're, we're not going to see somebody like Sutton. Like I said, I mean, Mooney's a, big... a different type of receiver, so I don't know if they'll – use the same sort of thought process in, in tracking. They tracked Sutton with Stingley. I don't know that they would do that with Mooney. Now, will there be times? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe so. But I don't know that they'll attack it the same way. Um, but they're just things that, that you know, secondary's got to clean up. You know, J.O. and Petrie, um, they got to continue to tackle better. I mean, Jalen would, would tell you that. He's missed a few tackles. And He's another rapid rate of learner, though. He, I, think, oh, I think that's yeah. going to – I don't think – we're going to be talking about, oh, he he needs to keep tackling better. And look, in, it's, in it's not like they're tackling you and me. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> it's Jonathan Taylor and Javante Williams, and now it's David Montgomery. But it puts a premium on your tackling technique. And that was something that I asked Lovey during the week. When the CBA, the, since 2011, the CBAs that have come out, they've really minimized the contact you can make in practice. Even early in the season, by the time you get to midseason, you're not in pads at all in practice. So how do you get better tackling, especially as a rookie? So from that perspective, that's something they definitely have to take strides in getting better and just remember their technique, but putting themselves in better position too. Not yeah. flying out of control, just you know throwing their body into somebody and hopefully he goes down. They got to be in control to wrap up and bring down. And that's something they definitely have to do against David Montgomery. All right, as we wrap this in the lab podcast up very quickly. 
your favorite 1985 Chicago Bear? Um, Wilbur Marshall. Really? How come? That's a good choice. Because he was a nasty SOB. Uh-huh. Because he hit like a Mack truck. I loved him more with the Bears than I did with the Oilers. Yeah. Well, he was he, better with the Bears. He was just, he was a he was a freak of nature. I mean, a freak of nature. And I just thought he was ruthless. I just loved that added piece uh, to the Bears. So, yeah, Wilbur Marshall. Give me the backfield. Jim McMahon. William the Refrigerator Perry at fullback and Walter Payton. Those are my three favorite Chicago Bears. All right. You, you've not taken maybe the most underappreciated bear, and that's Matt Suey. You took Matt Suey off the field. Well, yeah. You he was juice check on. before juice check. I know, but. I understand. On. You got to put the fridge, fridge out there. I got to play the hits, dude. Right, you play, you're right. Play the hits. Nice job. Nice job to you. Always good to talk yeah. with you. I love talking about the the old Chicago Bears. We could do probably eight podcasts on the mm-hmm. 85 Bears, even though we have no oh. real connection to them. None. But anyhow, that's neither here nor there. And we will see you and talk with you next time on In the Lab. <laughs>